Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space, I know it's free. I owe myself the world, they tried to count me out. I've been down some dark roads, they tried to pound me out. From cloudy to sunny, ain't think that I would make it out. I needed positive emotions to fill me out. All right, hey Robert, how are you? Oh, great to be here with you, Yvette. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I am excited about this interview that we have coming up and just the amazing things that you have about wealth and real estate and just finances overall. It's going to be very informative for people to know different aspects on how to manage that and keep themselves going off growth. So I really appreciate you for this. My pleasure. And you know what? So many people uh, talk and spend so much time about money and they just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. You know, like me for many years, <laughs> you know, so Chris, I was getting ready to say the same thing with me not being able to have the people in my life to actually help me manage money because Robert, I've came across thousands <laughs> most likely even a million at a point of time but it's like no one never actually taught me how to invest into it and make it more money and be able to not waste it you know a lot of us spend years and years in school and i always ask people who taught you how to make money for me nobody my stressed out overworked parents you know <laughs> and my more stressed out overworked grandparents all they taught me <laughs> Go to school. If you don't like it, go to more school. Go to work. If you don't like it, work more. Suffer more. And maybe if you suffer enough, you save a few dollars. When you're 70, you retire for a year or two and have some fun, and then you die. <laughs> Man, listen. It's, it's like that, too. It's like you just work so hard. Just pay bills. Yes, you do. But you you know what's so odd is what I've learned. My mom passed away. It was three years yesterday. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. Parents passed four or five years ago, and it's every day you get reminded. Yes, you do. You do be reminded. But my mom retired. She was only retired from her job for one year. And after that year, she passed. She worked at her job for 38 years. Wow. What did she do, if you don't mind me asking? She did highway maintenance. She she plowed the snow. She did in yes. Ohio? Yes. Winter? Yes. <laughs> Whoa, your mom was tough. Yes, and she drove the biggest truck. Of course. <laughs> and so little. And it's, wow. and it's crazy. It created me to have a different mindset off life on not wasting your life on so much that's non-meaningful when you could be living it and to manage your money and do your money a different way because she never got to enjoy her money from her retiring. Yeah, that's sad. And and it's hard to make money just making a salary. The, the, the game is set up is not set up to do that. I always tell people, you know, if you're working for somebody else, whether your mom worked for the government, did good stuff, or working for somebody, you're either building someone else's business or your own. Might as well build your own you know, a little bit. Right. Yes. Yes. That is so true. So in the in the process of you becoming who you are today, what was the struggles that you had in the beginning of you trying to figure out exactly what you wanted to do? Well, I had no struggles. I was uh, born. I couldn't speak until I was 10. So I didn't really go to school. 
there's some beautiful woman uh, spent a year with me, taught me how to speech. I taught her to my wife, my family, no one taught me that. So well, then as soon as I was starting speaking, everybody goes, well, now he's going to do better. And I had big braces on my legs. So I was around a lot of negativity, like a lot of people growing up. What's wrong with him? Why can't he do that? He's retarded. I, I'm politically incorrect term. He can't do anything. Then when I learned how to talk, I pretty much flunked every class. Wow. <laughs> in school, because they didn't realize until I was about 18 that I had dyslexia. So I never really graduated high school. And, you know, I come from a family of big believer in education. And, uh, you know, what's he going to do? And again, I was brought up like, you know, what's wrong with you? You can't do anything. A lot of negativity. And I tell people, you got to have somebody in your life who's rooting for you. You know, self-help mm-hmm. doesn't work. I write self-help books and you need somebody. And the only reason I'm alive today, you might be able to understand, is my grandmother, Nanny. She was like, don't listen to anybody. You can do whatever you want. You got a great personality. You're going to make your own way. You're going to be very successful. And that's who I listen to. Wow. I think everybody needs that positive voice because I was around so much negativity. Anyway, I was broke, going nowhere. I worked in restaurants. I was a busboy, stressed about money every day. I cannot remember an hour where I wasn't worried about money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's stressful. People go, well, you know, I'm living week to week. I'm like, man, I'm living hour to hour, <laughs> you know? <laughs> if I can just pay this bill by five o'clock, get this guy off my back, I'll be okay till six. You know, and then someone else was, you know, banging on my door looking for money. I made horrible decisions. And literally, I believe your life can change in a minute. I believe in quantum success when you make a decision. Uh, I met a mentor, a guy just like me, came from a poor family, no money, no background, no credit. And he had 121 uh, pieces of real estate paid for. Ooh. I met him by accident. This guy never graduated high school, started with nothing. And he was making like over a million dollars a year. But here's the kicker. I just wanted a vacation. I was working two jobs like a lot of people, 50 hours at the restaurant, 50 hours at an insurance job. I made no money. I was on commission. And I'm just like, man, I, if I could just get a couple days off, I'll pretty much do anything semi-legal. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You know, just, just, I never got a vacation. My dad never took vacations. He worked like your mom 48 years for fruit loom underwear, never really take, took much vacation. And this guy took six months vacation a year. Six and months? Six months. I'm looking at him. I thought he was joking. And he showed me, I said, I don't believe you. And he showed me this book. He had 121 rental properties and some real estate. I didn't believe it. He showed it to me. And uh, he goes, here it is. I'm making over a million dollars a year, taking six months vacation a year. And I had a little bit of attitude back then. He slammed the book in my face. He goes, how's your job, Sonny? And I went, no good. <laughs> Not as good as yours. And in one minute, I'm looking at this guy. If he walked in here right now or you saw him at a restaurant, you think he was a homeless guy. And he was worth millions and millions of dollars. Not an educated guy, but a smart guy. You know, he worked. It's work. And he showed me how to buy real estate without using my money. He said, the only way to get ahead is start your own business. I don't care if you got to work for yourself five hours a week you know, while you keep your job. I kept my job for two years and part-time I had like three to five hours a week. I, was, I did what he said. I bought real estate. I had no money, no credit. I used money partners. He taught me whatever you don't have. People go, I don't have money. I don't have credit. I don't know accounting. I can't do this. People always focus on what they can't do. And he's like, Robert, all you keep telling me is what you can't do. He goes, I go, I can't do that. He goes, well, you're right. And I said, well, thank you, because I'm a guy, and I always want to be right. <laughs> I got ego, and all the women out there understand that. And he's telling me to change my life. He goes, Robert, whatever you think, you're right. He goes, you want to be right and poor, or you want to be 
open question and be rich. I said, I, I got to make some money. He said, ask the right question. How can I find the money? How can I start the business? How can I find the deal? How can I build the team? How can I get going? And when you change the question, everything changes. Wow. So, man, I have those questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I found my first deal and I had no money. And he said, well, get out a piece of paper and pen. He goes, write down 10 people you know that are successful. I was so negative back then. A bit. You, know, you know a lot of negative people. Yeah. You seem when very positive. <laughs> yes. I used to be really negative. Everything's like my family. This is wrong. That's wrong. And I'm like, I don't know any successful people. That's what I told him. And he goes, well, wait a minute. What about your doctor? What about your dentist? What about the guy that owns where you get your car fixed? What about someone you went to school with? What about someone in your family? And all of a sudden, I started writing down a bunch of people that were successful. He said, go show them what you're doing and never ask for money. First rule of raising money. Never ask for money. Then you ask for money. Hey, Yvette, I'm your buddy. I got this great deal. We can't lose money. You're coming in with me. We're going to make a fortune. You're like, eh, eh. Right. There's the door. Get him out of here. Danger. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I went to a bunch of people and showed them what I was doing. And he said, the trick is to ask for their opinion. And here it is. Hey, Yvette. Hey, Bob. You're a smart person. You got 15 minutes. I like your opinion. What is this about? I'm starting some real estate. I'm starting a business. I'm starting something. Love to see what you think. You're a smart person, got 15 minutes. People love to give opinions. Yes, they do. <laughs> yep. And everybody looked at it and said, that's a great deal. Wow, that, that's nice. And a couple of people said, I want to go in with you. I got some money. I got some credit. And to this day, I still don't use my money or credit to buy real estate or to buy do business. I was taught to use other people's. Most of us are taught suffer, save. Maybe you got a few dollars. Maybe the bank will give you a loan. Maybe not. If they don't give you a loan, you can't buy anything. You can't start. You can't get a car. You can't get a house. It's just not true. Wow. So, like, what if people don't have those type of people to even just go to for that, though? Well, here's the kicker. You know, I get that question a lot. And first of all, everybody knows somebody. You know, yeah, they do. You know your landlord, your boss, your doctor, uh, somebody you met at church, or, uh, you know, I tell you, your drug dealer, he's got money. You know, somebody. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Man, you know, you're serious, you're serious though. Got to open your mind up. But I'll tell you this: right now with the internet, it's crazy. Event. There are people out there with money who don't know what to do with it, who want to invest in your business, want to sure. invest in your real estate. You know, there's all these forums out there. Literally, people going. You go to like all these meetups on the internet, and there's forums of investors who that have money for entrepreneurs, for minorities, for women, for men. There's government programs. And especially for real estate, because, you know, I always tell people, they're not loaning money to me. Yeah, they got to like me. They got to make sure I'm not a crook, but they don't really care about me. They care about the deal. And if you got a good deal, the, the money comes. I really believe that. Now, if you don't believe that, no one else will. <laughs> got to believe That's in yourself true. first. Yeah. But if, you, if you believe in that business or that piece of real estate or, or that deal and you checked it out, learn how to do it right. And you believe in it, other people believe in it too, and the, and the money will come. What was your first deal? So uh, I found a duplex in a bad part of Nashville, which now has all become great, like a lot of cities. And it was worth $85,000. It was a HUD foreclosure, which is still out there, hud.gov. They got foreclosures. Uh, people didn't yeah. pay the loan. And, and I got it for forty-two five. and needed about 2,000 repairs. I knew nothing repairs. I have dyslexia. I can't even paint a closet. I built a team and I went to show 10 people that deal and I got it and I rented it for a few years and uh, went up to $140,000. Wow. 
Wow. A money partner had good credit. It wasn't even his money. He went to the bank. I managed it. I sold about three or four years later for 140 grand and uh, made some rent money while I had it. And uh, made about 80 grand. I made 40 was my half. I used to work a year and a month for $40,000 at a restaurant. Man, tell me about you know, it. Over, you know, double shifts, you know, working, you know, putting in the hours. And yeah. I'm like, and I was making that on one deal. I'm like, this is crazy. Now, here's the secret about making money is what's your hour worth, right? You know, it, it's really strange. When I, when I went to the restaurant, they told me hours worth $9 an hour, $11 an hour, you know, $15 an hour. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make money, I think you got to work in bigger numbers. That's something my mentor taught me. So basically, I was selling chicken dinners at Ruby Tuesdays for 15 bucks, <laughs> you know, maybe $12. Right. I make 15% tip, sometimes 20. That's $3. You got to sell a lot of chicken dinners to make money. So I always tell people, break it down. Piece of real estate, the average house now is worth about, you know, $390,000. You make a 10% of that, that's 39000 you make 20% of that's, you know, we're going to have there the 75, 80,000. Yeah. So I don't know about you. When I used to read the paper, the news and some big fat cat on wall street was making $5 million a year. And I'm working 80 hours a week making, you know, <laughs> you know, 400 or whatever I was making or $500. I get mad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. <laughs> and I understand that. Yes. I, Wait a minute. What's this idiot? And that's one of my books. Why? How come that he's rich and I'm not? What? What's he or she doing? Why am I suffering over here? They, you know, they're making five million. That is, I mean, they take me out two hundred years to make. You know, or never. Not fair. Well, the difference is, is he or she is moving a fifty million dollar basket of bonds or stocks or a real estate portfolio, and he's making or she's making five percent, and five percent of a hundred million dollars is five million. Five million. And I really want to challenge with that. You know, I have friends all the time. I, I sell books and I make a dollar a book. You got to sell a lot of books to make money. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, so I was telling people, what can you do with your time to work in bigger numbers? I hope that makes sense to people. You know, think a little bigger, work a little bigger, because it's just hard when you're, when you're working in small numbers or the only other way people make more money is work more hours. I tried to do that. It doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, you have to do a lot of pivoting off of exactly what you're doing too, because you can have people that's inspired by what you are doing, but they want to know exactly how you're doing it and right. how that goes. So that's another stream of income that you could create for yourself to be able to go to that next level process. And that's where your books come in, mentorship, courses, yeah. different things like that. But also, you know, you, you said something just now real interesting is everybody knows something, you know, yeah. you can sell that information and people go, well, how do I start a business? I'm like, well, what do you love to do? And believe it or not, I had a good friend that loved wine. Now I'm not promoting the drinking of wine on your, on your nice show here. <laughs> <laughs> Bring more wine, make some money, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> get drunk. I'm not saying that. I said, well, why don't you go on the internet and start talking about what your wine, what you like, what you know about it. And he all of a sudden built this big thing, making tons of money, doing exactly what he loves, talking about what he likes, wine. Wow. It's amazing. Travel, kids, babies, computers, information is 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 power. So you know, yes. people can always start something, I believe, if they really want to. Yeah. So as far as you like continuing to be motivated and after you done got your first deal and everything, 
what was that like push when you was like, oh yeah, I love this. I could just keep going. You want to hear something crazy, Yvette? I was so skeptical and negative. I was convinced it wouldn't work. Everybody has fear. You ever had that? Heck yeah. Look bad. I'm going to fail. All my family's like, you're going to embarrass the family again. You're going to go bankrupt. And I did my first deal and I went, "Uh uh-oh, I made some money. That's luck. It'll never happen again. (laughs) That's what I thought. What? Because until you do it a few times, most people don't believe it. That's true. That's true. I don't believe it. Even though I saw my mentor doing it, I saw other people doing it. We just don't believe we can do it. That's how I was brought up. You can't do that, Robert. You're dumb. You're dyslexic. You need to go to high school. So I did my second deal. I'm like, okay, that was two in a row. Now I'm really pushing it. Yeah. After I did my third deal, I finally started saying, you know what? I think this works. <laughs> you got to do it. You, you can talk about it for a year, hundred years. You got to start doing it. And that's the way you learn it. That's the way you get comfortable. But I'll tell you, I was so dumb money-wise. I went to my dad after about a year and a half, had 14 properties. I said, dad, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Did you? He goes, dummy. That's it. You know, my dad talked to me like that. Sometimes I love him. He passed, but he, you know, he was straight up. He goes, you borrowed a million dollars. You don't have a million dollars. <laughs> I had a million dollars in debt on my properties. I thought I was a millionaire. <laughs> that's I was. And then I realized, you know, that's, I didn't have a million dollars. I, bar, I had other people borrowed from the banks for me and borrowed from all these places. But the real estate was worth more. I literally, that's how uneducated I was. I thought, if, you know, if you borrowed a million dollars, you're a billionaire. No, you don't have that in your bank. It's not in your pocket. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know, a lot of people do do that, though. Yeah. But I will say this, Aveta, I did well. And I thought once I make some money, all my problems will go away. Oh, heck no. You create more. That's right. (laughs) I'm like, you know, whatever level you're at, you got more challenges, more problems, taxes, employees, people, government. The the thrill of it is do what you love, love what you do. You don't feel like you're working. There's always going to be another challenge, right? Absolutely. That's another myth that people, a lot of people think, oh, and I, I was brought up really poor and, and, and I suffered a lot. My family suffered. And I thought, oh, once I make a little bit of money, everything will be great. <laughs> wow. So with you coming up and you making these real estate moves and you're borrowing, basically borrowing money from people to be able to accomplish all of this, have you ever encountered bad relationships as far as you borrowing and then wondering why is it taking so long? Why am I not seeing my money and things oh. of that nature? How did you deal with situations like that? So thank you for mentioning that. Uh, one of my friends once said, uh, towards another mentor said, the only problem with business event is people. <laughs> Definitely. If there were no people, you know, the problem with relationships is people. If there was no people in it, there no problems. <laughs> True. And I tell people this, everybody is on their own planet. I agree. And I like my planet now. I used to not like my planet, you know, my environment, what I've created. But let me get real with that is I've had people say, Robert, I'm going to give you that money uh, next Monday. It's a great deal. Get everything in writing. I always do everything in writing because people forget. Yes. You know, ethically. And then Monday comes, I go, Robert, I bought a Cadillac. My wife went to Vegas and blew the money. Can't do it. And all of a sudden I'm in trouble, big trouble because I got to close on a deal and my board's on the contract. My name's on there. So I've learned everything the hard way of that. Or let me rephrase that. I've learned everything the real hard way. I've made every mistake possible. So here's the solution I have. 
plan A, plan B, and plan C. You better have a backup. <laughs> yeah, for each one. You better have a backup lender, backup contractor, backup partner, backup painter, uh, you know, which is hard to get sometimes because people flake. I mean, people yeah. go on drugs. I've had people have nervous breakdowns. I've got people get divorced. They get sick. They disappear. And, you know, I'm res- here's a big one. If you get this, this took me 12 years to understand. I can't blame anything on my people. It's my fault. I'm 100% responsible for my money for my business, and for my relationships. Accountability. And when you realize that, it's very big responsibility, but it's also very liberating. I used to blame everything. But, well, the guy backed out on the money. Well, that's my fault. I got the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Ooh, right? I have a, you know, the contractor ripped me off. No, I got the wrong contractor. I'm responsible. So I have systems, check people out, look at their patterns, Every week we hold them accountable because good people go bad. Got to yeah. watch. Another big one is family is family, business is business, and charity is charity. That's true too. <laughs> How many times you said, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my cousin. He really needs a job. And I'm gonna <laughs> help him out." And all of a sudden, eight months later, I lost eighty grand and you know got in all kinds of trouble. You know, be careful. Business is business. Friends or friends, family or family, I separate it. Yeah, you have to because, you know, when you're in situations like that, sometimes it would be hurtful too, especially with people that you least expect. It. You'd be like, man, I thought we was, I was okay. Yeah. I but tell then, people, yeah. You know, relationships are complicated enough. You put money in there, it's like put gasoline on a, on a barbecue. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. Got to be careful who you, who you work with. That's the biggest thing I learned. Be really careful who you work with. Look at their patterns test them out and watch them. I have to watch myself too. <laughs> yeah. So at, with you being along the way, you're selling like you're doing great. Have you ever encountered losing friends because they were jealous of the fact that you are making these moves? You know what? I, I'm so glad you brought that. that. Not many people ask that question. That's a great question. Most people, including me, are uncomfortable with success. We all say we want to be successful. I was very uncomfortable with it. I felt bad. I, I didn't deserve it. I mean, I used to be broke and miserable. And then a lot of my friends and family are still broke and miserable. I give you the best example that it's a horrible example. I was married before and I started doing really well. And we had to go to this friend family reunion. And we were running late, was real busy, wanted to go to the reunion. And we rented a helicopter. <laughs> it wasn't that much money, actually. Yeah, but the feeling that other people had, oh, here goes Robert. Well, think about it. You know, it's <laughs> for the plane tickets are like $1,100 for the helicopter. It was just much better. So we land outside of this Fred family party in a helicopter. And for three days at the reunion, all people talked about was, oh, my God, that Robert guy, He's thinks he's somebody now. He's changed. He landed in a helicopter. Who the does he think he is? And I'm like, I'm the same person. They're like, no, you're not. It was horrible. And people say they want you to be successful. They don't. No. No. It's like those those crabs in the bucket. If one goes up, they just pull them down. Yes. It makes them feel so uncomfortable because they feel like entitled and it should be them and not you. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, but 
it's very challenging to find someone in your friends or family who truly wants you to be successful. And I believe everything's energy and reflection. That's why when I mention, you know, about, oh, I feel that guy's got a lot of money or she's real happy. I'm so happy for anybody and everybody who has anything, a good relationship, good health, good success, because whatever you put out is going to come back. Oh, yeah. It, everything's energy. Everything's reflection. I, I'm a big believer in the law of reflection. And I think it's one of the worst energies in the world. Like, look at her. Who does she think she is? I can't believe she's got that nice dress and that big house now. Right. You know? And I'm like, hey, I'm so happy you got that house. That's beautiful. Enjoy. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot be wealthy without that attitude. And I think the biggest part of that is being grateful. Everybody needs to be. We're all wealthy. I believe that. Yeah. Broke. I didn't realize it. You know, I can see, I can walk, I got food, I got a, a, some good relationships, I got a roof over my head. I know people that have $50 million in their checking account, and they're the brokest people in the world. Definitely. <laughs> they're not Person- great for anything. Yeah, they're not great people, personality traits, depression, their mental health is so messed up, suicidal. Yep. You know, it's different things that come with it, and that's that's personal. They need counseling, they need help. Yep. Yeah, do, do, do. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, what I did have, what was wrong. And I think when you wake up every day, and you've heard this before, but the thing I was bringing up is, are people really doing it and be just so grateful for everything? So many things. Be great. And that to me is the real key to wealth. It is. It, it definitely is. And even when people try to break you and you've done so much for them, you still have to carry on that same good spirit for you to be able to keep prospering in life because yeah. God go through it go through it every day and he still delivers for us. That's right. Very good point. Like <laughs> every day, every day. And and the other thing, and, you know, in business, and I, I'm glad you bring this up because most people don't bad things happen, challenges happen. I, I tell people I'll probably make seven to ten mistakes an hour. <laughs> you know. But I'm still in business. People are scared to make a mistake. But you know what? Like you said with God, every day you get up, you got a new chance. You know what's so crazy, Robert? I loved mistakes because it it made me a better business owner. It made me a better friend, a better girlfriend, whoever. It made me a better person overall to a point now that I'm like older. I'm not that old. (laughs) Now that I'm older, it's like my mindset is totally different and a lot of wisdom of time span for you to actually be like, man, I made these mistakes, but look where I'm at today. One of my partners said the greatest thing changed my life. He said, everyone's scared to make a mistake. That's why they don't start their business, start their new relationship, start their new thing. And uh, he says, there's no such thing as failure, only success or learning. Yeah. You know, okay, what I learned this week, I learned not to do that. I learned not to work with that person. <laughs> I learned to be grateful. I learned to, and that's what you got to do. You're growing. Yeah. And I believe that's what we're all here for, whether it's business, life, relationship. We're in a big school and we're here to learn. You can either be a real stressed out learning or real miserable or say, hey, I'm learning. <laughs> Things yes. are moving. Yes, indeed. So with everything going on in today's world. Oh, um, boy. down to business (laughs) oh you know we had things going with the pandemic everybody getting ppp loans everyone getting a stimulus check everyone is the internet guru courses (laughs) crashes everything so 
with the market going up and down with everything like gas expensive, when people purchasing houses, they have a high interest rate. You're, you're nailing it right now. We have also. You need to be on CNN, Fox, and ABC. You're, <laughs> you're, you got it. You got a point by point. You're good. Yes, I got to get to it. So also with that, we have technically, well, they haven't said it, but we're going into a recession and they haven't really made it known yet. But however, I know it's people that purchase so many things, cars and homes at a higher rate than they really supposed to, or it yep. doesn't work out for them. So when we go into the recession, what are some of the things people need to look out for when we actually go in a recession and they try to refinance or they get foreclosed? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. That's a bunch of big questions. I'll do my best. <laughs> I, I think you're right. We're really in a weird market right now. The last couple of years, boom, boom, boom. A lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah. All of a sudden, a mortgage went from 3% to 6 7 You know, your payment goes up. You can't buy a house. All of a sudden, uh, inflation's hit. Stuff's getting expensive. Your job's not paying you much more. And I think we're in for a bit of a hangover. The party's over a little bit. And what do you do? It's back to basics, you know? Yes. When everybody's doing great, you, you, never, I, you, know, you look like a genius. You know, I bought a house two years ago with doubled. Wow, you're a genius. No, you weren't. <laughs> you, just got <laughs> you know, and now stuff's starting to go down. Stuff's getting expensive. And number one, watch your money. Make a budget. Nobody has. Everybody talks about it. Nobody does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at the government. They blow that money, you know. Big companies like, oh, we're, we're, we're broke. You know, are you kidding? You make a billion dollars a year. Yeah, we weren't paying attention. So if you make $2,000 a month, you got to spend less than $2,000 a month. And I know it's not easy, but there's ways to do it. Don't go get the new expensive mortgage, the new car, the new three new cell phones. You know, you, you got to spend less than you make. And the other thing is nobody has a, a what I call a saving and investing program. I've met people that make 350, 400 bucks a week that save and are millionaires because they, they have that budget and they're saving. And I think it's all emotional. Most spending is emotional. <laughs> yeah, it is. We, we're it's, it's, a need, it's, a, it's a need thing. Like, I have to. I, have to have it, I need one. Uh, my sister got one. I got to get one. I'm at the store. I'm going to grab that. And I tell people, conscious spending, conscious investing. Before you make a purchase, small or big, take a breath. 30 seconds. And ask yourself, what do I do? I really need this. Why am I buying it? Does it fit my budget? Get your family together, whoever that is, and make it into a fun game, how to make more money, save more money, make a budget. And then when you do get in trouble, I've been there. We've all been there where the bank's calling. You're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, Rob Paul to pay Peter. Yeah. This is the most frightening thing. We're not going to, I don't think we're going to go through a crisis like we did uh, in 2007 where millions of people are out in the street. Right. But- 70% 70% of the people that couldn't pay their home mortgage never called the bank. I know it's embarrassing. I know it's tough. If you owe somebody money, credit card, bank, call them, talk to them, over-communicate, tell them your problem. I'm not saying to go bankrupt or hire a lawyer yet. Most of these companies have programs. Yeah, they do. And if you talk to them, you know, they may be a little tough at first, but if you tell the truth and are pretty straight up, they might be able to help you out. You might not lose that home or that car or that credit card. You know, hey, let's work something out. 
70, 80% of people would never do that just out of fear. Uh, that's that's a big thing. If, if you're in trouble, I always tell people, you got to tell people good news fast and bad news faster. <laughs> yeah, seriously. People so, really appreciate it. Just be honest, communicate. I love yeah. that we were talking our conversation. Be yourself, be honest, mm-hmm. be straight up. And that's true in money. And, and you'll make and save more money. And you'll yes, build better. And remember, every behind every bill, every bank, every deal, there's a person. It's 80, 90% relationship. Yeah. And, it, and it's how you talk to people. Yeah. Uh, the reason I make money and do good deals is I treat people well. I, I'm pretty happy and I get great deals and great uh, things. And, and if I didn't treat them well or I wasn't nice, I wouldn't get any deals. I wouldn't get any loans. I wouldn't get any business. Wow. So do you think it's good for people to buy now or for them to wait in a certain time of 2023? Well, that's a great question. And for, for real estate, I would, there's, there's always a deal. There's always a, a good buy, but right now you got to be more careful. And I'll tell you why a lot of markets are going down. So for instance, I'm buying rehabs right now for 300. We think we'll sell for 700. You know, we do the comps right now. They're worth seven. I got to put on a piece of paper. What if they're worth 550? <laughs> Cause yeah. it could go down that much. It could go down 10, 20, 30%. Yeah. So the key is if you're buying your own home, you only make money in investing real estate and uh, stocks and bonds. When you buy it is when you make all the money. Buy it right. But if you don't sell it, you're not losing or making money. So I tell people, if I'm buying a house to live in, I'm not going to sell it next year. So God forbid the market goes down 10, 20, 30%. I'm in a, a not great shape. I'm not selling. I don't feel good. <laughs> you know, my $300,000 house now worth 220 230 You know, it feels horrible. But I'm not selling it next year. I'm keeping it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And I pretty much know, can't guarantee anything, that in 5, 10, 15 years, that house is going to be worth a lot more. That land's going to be worth a lot more. It always comes back. What happens, event is people panic. Yeah. And they sell emotionally, they buy emotionally, and they lock in their losses. And if you just hang in there a little bit, you'll probably be okay. So that's the other thing, cash flow. Number one reason people got a business. We need some extra. need some cash flow on the side, need that emergency fund. So right. you're not don't, you're not forced to sell in a bad market. So right now the answer is, yeah, if you want to buy a house, um, run the numbers, make sure it's good, make sure you get a good deal on it, but also understand that next six months, year and a half or two could go down a little bit. Are you prepared? Are you going to stay there 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Are you emotionally prepared? <laughs> <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> As an investor, I, I have to ask those questions. Um, I've never lost money in a real estate deal. Come close because we buy right from highly motivated sellers. There's always a deal. Ooh, that's good. So what about individuals that want to get into real estate and they don't have great credit scores? Well, so listen, when I got started, I had no credit. My parents had taught me never to borrow money. I went to the bank. Gave her my social security number. She said, you don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was worse than a legal alien. uh, Credit-wise, they're like, you have no credit. You don't even have a credit score. That's worse than bad credit. So again, whatever you don't have, find someone that has it. Now, I buy a lot of houses with the owner financing, where the owner will finance it. And they don't really care about your credit so much. If you don't pay, they take the house back, like the bank. Number two, the main reason way I do it is find people with good credit with money who want to partner with me. And think about it, event. You know, if people just clear their mind for a minute, 
all the biggest companies in the world, what do they do? Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Bezos, they make a business plan. They go, I got an idea. I'm going to sell something on uh, the internet, Amazon. And I can assure you, because I met him, they show that plan to like 80 people, 50 people. And 99% say, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. No one will do that. And then somebody says, that's a good idea. I got a little money. I'm going to go in with you. I'm going to invest in you. Right? And then all of a sudden, they're all millionaires, billionaires, if, if it's the idea is good. That's how I buy property. I make a plan, show a bunch of people, ask their opinion, and people put the money in. And we split 50-50, 60-40, whatever's fair. So there's a lot of ways to get into real estate without the credit. Here's another little secret of that. If you go to a bank and get in their first-time home buyer program, and this may change, and you're good for a year, you behave. That means you pay your bills on time. You're going to have a good enough credit, I believe, to get a good mortgage and get a house. Wow. But most people don't know that information's power. Yeah. And actually, even building relationships with the bankers. That's right. A lot of people just go in there, withdraw, keep going, hey, whatever, you know. I, I talked to my banker, that one who said you don't exist for two years. She gave me a little credit card, one of the secured credit cards. <laughs> yep. And then I built my credit up. And then two, three years later, I was getting a, a $500,000 line of credit. It was all about the relationship. Hey, my business is going well. Well, your credit's still no good. We're not giving me a loan. But let me tell you what I'm doing. Hey, how are you? But then a few months later, oh, you got a little credit now. Oh, okay. Let's give you a little bit of money. Right. Build it up. Yeah. And then you gotta you gotta keep going too and making those payments on time and not going off for that third that thirty percent rate of your personal credit. What so what advice do you have for someone that wants to start utilizing their business credit instead of their personal when so they I've got business credit and it takes a while. First of all, you do need good personal credit usually and you need to register with the business credit. So if you have a business, look it up, register with the DNB, Dun and Bradstreet, S P. And if you do that over a year or two or three, you will have business credit. Also I just believe, you know, Yvette, the reason I'm successful and it's so simple is I just ask questions. Yeah, seriously. I, I don't know much. People think I do. I really don't. I go to the bank. Hey, how do I get business credit? They'll tell you. You need to fill this out. Go register over here. Okay, I'm doing that. What else I need to do? How do I get a loan here? How do you know? How do I build this up? People think that you know, real estate agents, lawyers, bankers, doctors, that you work for them. <laughs> They work for you. Don't forget that. And I literally, in a nice way, ask questions of people a little smarter than me, a little more experts. And that's how I've learned 99% of what I know. You know, curiosity. Um, I'll tell you something really radical of that if people really want to go to to high level. I wanted to learn about banking, more about finance. And I went to this big bank in Memphis and said, I'm going to work here. (laughs) They're like, are you kidding? No way. You have no qualifications. We'd never hire you. That's what they told me. What? And then I said, you know what? I'll work for free for, for, for three months, part-time. And if you like me, keep me and pay me. And if you don't, throw me out. And I, I started cleaning desks and, and helping people and meeting people and talking to people. And they put me in charge of this huge project to take them into the credit card business. And I learned everything about credit, banking from that one sentence my mentor told me. Instead of saying, what can you do for me? How can I help you? What do you need? How can I help your business? I'll work for free for you for a little while. I'm going to sincerely help you. Right. Learn the ropes. And when you switch that attitude, it's amazing what happens. People freak out. They're like, wait, wait, is, this, is there a catch to this? Are you some weirdo? <laughs> they don't, you know, they, it's so weird. But when I meet someone in business, the first thing I ask them is, 
hey, before I find about what you do or whatever, what I'm doing, is there anything I can help you with? How's your business going? Sometimes I can help them, sometimes I can't. When you have that attitude about giving and helping, that's how you learn about all, that's how I've learned about all that stuff. Wow. So do you offer any type of services for people to help them with real estate or? You know, I've got a robertsheman.com. There's some free books there. I do mentoring. I have courses. I have classes because a lot of people help me. And a lot of it, you know, the beginning part's free for people that if they want to go advanced, it costs. But they go to the, my Instagram, robertsheman, S-H-E-M-N or robertsheman.com. There's some stuff. But I'm a big believer in, you know, give people some real good value for nothing. I got a book called 75 Mistakes All Investors Make, How to Avoid It. I made every one of them. Wow. <laughs> All 75 of them. <laughs> wow. That is amazing, though. Yeah. Uh, that's how you learn. Like you said. So from what's, what's, your, what's your favorite part of your day when you are investing in doing real estate and things of that nature? Well, you ask some good questions. First of all, I love people. But as far as business... I love doing deals. I'm a deal addict. I love. I don't like managing businesses. I like starting them. Okay. I like getting the deal. I don't like managing them. I got people to help me, a team, and we all participate. But I love the excitement of talking to people and getting creative and finding out how I can help them. And that's a big deal. When you're, when you're a landlord or landlady or real estate, there's people think, oh, you're, you're taking advantage of somebody. You know, if you win, someone's got to lose. That is the biggest lie ever. Every time we call someone, we're like, how can we help you? Even if they're in foreclosure, right. they're, they're going to lose their house. We feel for them. We figure out ways to help. If I can't buy it and help, I'll figure out a way for them to go to realtor or get a new loan or something. And, and that's how you get rich emotionally, spiritually, and monetarily is just help, help more people with that attitude. Most people business, what can I get from a vet? <laughs> you know, what can I sell her? <laughs> <laughs> How's she going to make me rich? <laughs> How can I make a few bucks off her? How can I and, and if you go there, you, you know what? Let me see what her situation is with the real estate. How can I help her? Let me get creative. Let me start put something together. It's win-win. It's got to be win-win. I will not do a deal that's not win-win. That's dope. That's good that you're like that. You and, know, and that, you're very rare. Yeah. Well, I'm here in Medellin, Colombia, the capital of fast money. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I was with Pablo Escobar's brother a few days ago. He, you know, he's out of jail. They, they were the richest people in the world, but it never lasts. You know? No, it don't. The fast money never lasts. No, definitely doesn't. And when you have the right, I made money, didn't last either. I had the wrong attitude. I wasn't grateful. I was just trying to make the money and the real estate and I made money. It didn't last because I didn't have the right attitude. You got to be aligned with yourself, your higher self, your God, whatever and do it the right way, and then it will really last and be fulfilling. Making a bunch of money real fast is fun for about 30 minutes or a couple of days, and just like any high, it wears off. Yeah, like what's next? Yeah, and it, I've been there. Didn't work. Learned all this. Wow. So what are your plans for 2023? Well, we're doing more deals, more business. I just started a couple more businesses. And one thing I do now, and I hope it's okay to say, is I judge my success by how much I'm giving. <laughs> how much you're giving? Giving. Oh, wow. So, you know, what's my net income? How much do I make this month? Ah, I feel good. You know? And right. um, so I got a bunch of charities I support. We have one of the largest charities here that uh, picks up street children. I was on the street when I was 15 and rehabilitates them. We have 28 businesses we teach them. So these kids are 14 to 18 in the street, sniffing shoe glue, you know, no whatever. 
and we show businesses and within uh, six months, they got their own business making money, builds their self-esteem, gets them off the street, gets them self-sufficient. So I'm always looking at how can I get more? Because yeah. I got some goals to give. Then you know, that's where, you, that's where all your blessings come. It's very therapeutic. Yep. It's it, good on all levels. You got to yeah. give it the right way too. Though. I don't expect anything in return. You know, I'm not trying to give to like look good or, yeah. you know, you do that, whatever. But I never forget where I came from. You know, we can't forget where we come from. We're all just people. Yeah, we definitely are. So what is some advice do you have for individuals that do reach the heights of, okay, I'm a millionaire. I made it. I'm here. And what you giving back and doing so much we have some people that forgot where they come from and they don't give back. So what advice do you have for those individuals that don't be humble? That's a great question. I think number one is everybody needs a mentor. Now that could be your uncle, could be a minister, could be your somebody. I pay for my mentors. I need someone that you said the word earlier that accountable. I need someone to hold me accountable. Now I believe the big, big man upstairs hold us all accountable, Yes, but that's fine. Whatever you're into, that's great. But we all need someone. I was with my mentor today at 12 o'clock. And here's how the conversation goes. Robert, don't do that. Robert, what are you thinking? Because when you, you know, look at certain stars who've gotten really successful. You know, I'm not going to mention any Britney Spears, you know, whatever. They just go off the, just start doing some crazy stuff. They don't have anybody saying, hey, you might not want to be doing that. Right, right. <laughs> that's right. You're not thinking, you know, we all need somebody, your dad, your mom, your granny, your auntie, your mentor, your minister, your rabbi, your priest, somebody to hold us accountable every week. Without accountability, people go off the rails and I need, you need people like that. Number two is uh, go be humble. You know, when I, people go, well, why do you help all these street kids? Well, as for tax write-offs, no, I'm in real estate. I legally don't pay taxes with all the write-offs. I go down there because we all have problems and distractions. When you go to the homeless shelter, go help an elderly or maybe some pets or whatever you're into. I like the kids. All my problems go away. Puts my life in perspective. Wow. That it's not it's for them. It's also for me. But if you're all rich and all around a bunch of yes people and goofy people and you yeah. don't get real, you're gonna lose it. Yes, you definitely will. You'll yeah. find your way, you find your path. And that's, and that even is, stirs back to when you know people that are millionaires and they aren't happy. Yeah. And I, I believe money's a magnifier. If you're a jerk and have a lot of money, you're a rich jerk <laughs> and you can do a lot more <laughs> jerky things. <laughs> if, you're, if you're pretty nice and you got a lot of money, it's just a magnifier, you know? Yeah. And, and then, you know, the other thing is, what the biggest problem for most successful was what's the next challenge? Yeah, that's true. Have you ever met some of your goals that like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> My business <laughs> up and running is going pretty good. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll make more goals. <laughs> you got to. And that's- enjoy the struggle. Yeah. Don't you look yeah. back, oh, man, when I was broke and fighting and poor and I, I had everybody was against me. That was the fun part. Man, yes. <laughs> we, we're meant to have a challenge. Yeah. So find the next challenge, whatever it is. And and I know a lot of successful people have done that. They've been very successful. And I love these artists. I, a lot of my clients, I, I do high-end mentoring coach are artists, um, musicians. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, I got a number one record and, you know, $20 million a day, but I'm going to do, do the biggest concert. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something else bigger and better. And you got to have the next challenge. 
Yeah, you do. Somebody don't tell me people. I've retired three times. <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> All right, I'm back again. First was at 35, second one at 40 something. I went to the beach, you know, with my girlfriend and my kid, had the best time in the best resort. And maybe it's, I'm not complaining. And after a while, I'm like, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do something. We're meant to do things, create. Yes, we definitely are. Nothing wrong with the beach and pool. <laughs> no, it isn't. And the, and the massage, I'm not complaining, not asking for your pity. But after a couple of months, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm enjoying, but you got to do something. You do. It's a fun challenge. Business is a fun game. Money's a fun game. Life's a fun game. Yes. So how, if people wanted to get in contact with you, how can they get in contact with you? You know, I guess I go, if it's okay, I go to Instagram, Robert Shemin, say hello, watch some stuff, robertshemin.com, sign up for some free stuff there and we'll be in touch. And uh, we're going to do some events starting up again and we'll let you know where we are and what we're doing virtually, electronically. And I always tell people, three real estate deals and you're done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you or your mom would have bought three houses 20, 30 years ago, you know, and then you had them today. You you know what's so crazy, Robert? My mom, she bought her first home when I was like in the sixth grade. Yeah. And that home that she has now, I, I'm, I'm actually running my daycare business out of it. I had started it back in 2008 and it's just been going ever since. And once I kept that going, she purchased a home next door. Nice. And, and so my brother actually lives there now. <laughs> A family complex like the Kennedys. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I bet you that house is worth 28 times what you paid for it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But people I've done so much. I've like remodeled a lot of things yeah. and everything is even land behind me now. And I'm in process now of purchasing the land behind me. There you go. You're you're in real estate now. Yes. I'm excited about it. Yes. Everybody knows somebody who bought a house by accident 15 years ago. Now it's worth triple or quadruple. I'm like, why do you work all year and made all your money on that house? Why don't you a couple more houses? <laughs> That's true. That's true. It, it makes you want to keep going, honestly. Yeah. And it's fun. You can see it, touch it, feel it. You know, it doesn't go away. No, it doesn't. It gives you this rush like, oh, I need more. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you're doing. Like anything, you can make mistakes too. So. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed this. Well, me too. And you ask great questions. That, that's also the sign of real intelligence, the questions people ask. You know, ask more questions. I, I oh, like yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you too. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.